Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome BTEC Smith and Steve Mechs. BTEC Smith and Steve Mechs, you are now entering the Megacars, the Megacars. Ted, it's always good to see you, my man. What up, Steve? Oh, I'm excited. Mega cast. Mega hug to everybody who listens. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at the Megacast. And mm-hmm. today, it's all about the Metallica. 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 How weird is this? Last week on the Megacast, we did push-ups to Metallica. We did? We, we Well, I and you had to endure me geeking out about how much I love the band and how, yeah, if we were like actually skilled at what we do and we were like, you know, true professionals, we would have planned all this story arc of us building this hoopla for the big payoff of this week, that is Kirk Mother Blanking Habit. Habit. <laughs> I screwed up his name earlier. Hammond? Kirk Hammond is going to be calling <laughs> in and joining us. Kirk Hammond? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm worried. I'm not going to say his last name. It's Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. He played guitar with Metallica. He also had a little bit of a stint on uh, the on uh, Growing Pains. And it now, was Growing Pains. And, and now he's uh, very religious and will tell you about the virtues of the Jesus. He might be Jesus. He is Jesus. Mike yeah. Seaver is Jesus. Or mm-hmm. it's Kirk Hammett Jesus. I'm not sure which one. But we haven't seen all three of them in the same room at the same time. Kirk looks more like regular Jesus that actually exists in the Bible. <laughs> Kirk Cameron is like crazy Christianity Jesus <laughs> that hates a lot of people and like wants a, I don't know, wants the goddamn, uh, not resurrection, what do you call it? The final judgment, Steve. The apocalypse? The apocalypse! Yes! Oh, and to bring it full circle, I never even heard a Metallica song. I mean, I'm sure I heard a Metallica song, but it never made a difference to me until I lived with the guy who got me into him, and his name was? No. Steve. Oh, I thought it was going to be Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) Not nearly as cool as my head. You went, no, and then I said Steve, and I could see the disappointment flush over your body. And you're probably thinking, why is he so disappointed that my other friend shares the same name as you? I thought this was going to be a cool tie-in. I would sit on this for like 20 minutes. I hate the name Steve. Well, anyways, yeah, Kirk Hammett from Metallica will be joining us to talk a little bit about the new album. They've got a really, really cool book, and it's all about Master of Puppets, which this is going to make all of us feel old. Master of Puppets is celebrating its 30-year anniversary. Damn. So let's get our push-ups going. For those that are new to the Megacast, we do this as a way to get you focused. Mm-hmm. It's not for us. It's for you. Mm-hmm. Ted and I are swole. We don't need to do push-ups. Mm-hmm. Speak on it, Steve. That's right. Church. So what we do... We get 10 push-ups in mm-hmm. to get our heart racing, mm-hmm. our blood pumping, mm-hmm. and Ted, our brain functioning. And I figured what better song to do it to than the new Metallica. <laughs> it's time to get hardwired. Get 10, Mega Family. That didn't- Glad you said wired. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already know they're the other thing already. Our voices. Yeah. Get them there. That. Yeah. Get them all super wired. <laughs> Let's get 10, Mega Family. Here we go. Dad, I don't know if I can ever do push-ups in this studio ever again. <laughs> Look over there. I know this isn't good radio, but I'm going to point out what I was looking at as I was doing the push-ups. Oh. 
somebody apparently was grooming. I don't think anybody else in the Mega Studios besides me has a beard. Oh, you think that's a beard hair? I it could be. I hope it is. Otherwise, I'm never coming back in this studio. Uh, you mean Studio Pubic B? <laughs> yes. Or Pubic H? TED Talks, starring Beatrix Smith. <laughs> I mean, I was just, to wreck line of sight, I'm making eye contact with a pubie. Oh, it'd be so gross, but if you had come off from the push-ups <laughs> with it just like in your teeth. That's <laughs> a professional that wants it. <laughs> Arr. I like why are you grinning at me like that, Steve? Like, oh, you have a pubic hair that you picked up off the floor in your mouth. <laughs> the same floss, Ted. <laughs> what are you, Cam Newton? Cam Newton continues to do things that makes me love him more and more because it makes other people hate him more and more. I just love that he flossed on the sideline and people got on him and his and his excuse was I had some oranges during halftime and there was pulp in my it's like <clears throat> I don't think he's lying. He looks like a giant kid. He had some orange slices at halftime, like you do in soccer. And he was just like, I got a flaw. And the guy has great teeth. And think about it. When you have something stuck in your teeth, like popcorn, I'll spend the rest of the day, if I can't get it out of my teeth, I'm freaking out. Wouldn't you like for him to be completely distraction-free? And if it means flossing on the sidelines, go ahead, Cam Newton. Floss and dab all you want. Yeah, exactly. And you're right, he does have spectacular teeth. He does great teeth. I'm sorry, we uh, interrupted the right, TED, TED Talks. Talk. Let's just start that over. Start it over. TED Talks, starring Beatrix Smith. Uh, this week on the TED Talk, man, I want to tell people mirrors. There's all these things that you can mirror, that you can reflect, but if there's something you want, whether it's a type of person, whether it's a type of job or whatever, like you need to put out what you want to get that in return. You know, so I feel like you need to mirror whether it's the success, whether it's a workout, whether it's just you're trying to meet a higher quality mate. You know what I mean? Those kind of things. If you put out the best version of you, I think in return, you will get the best that that you want. And I take it also as a way of surrounding yourself with what you want in a sense. You know what I mean? Like be around people like if like whatever it may be. Like I love playing hockey. Granted, I'm never going to the NHL despite all my calls to all the scouts. You yeah. started a little too late in my career, and I don't know if anyone's really looking for a 41-year-old rookie in the NHL. But uh, I like playing hockey. I play goalie, and I like playing against other goalies that are better than me because that's what I'm aspiring to be. Even at this age, I'm still always looking for a reason to be better. I don't want to like, – it's funny. It's such a psychological thing, Ted. Like When I play against like a goalie that's, not to be rude, but crappy, yeah. my game goes way down. Yeah, because in my head, I'm even though like they're my peer because goalies are weird and we kind of stick together. I'm competing against him and nobody else. I want to be the best goalie on the ice, and there's only two goalies. So when I'm playing against somebody who's way better than me, man, it just drives me to try and get to their level. Right, because here's the deal, right? Like I do the same thing with indoor soccer. So it's like, yeah, the guys from the other team that I stopped on a bake on a breakaway, they could shake my hand and be like, "Great job." But when another keeper comes over, yes. Good game, man. Yeah. Like, that's that's the respect you're looking for. Although there was one time, I remember, like, I love that too. I 100% agree. One time, it was like, kind of like, you know, those backhanded compliments when the other goalie just came over. He's like, hey, man, nice job. He's like, I wish I was your height. Man. <laughs> and, and in my head, I'm like, oh, because then you'd be really, really good. And you're saying that my height's all, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, thanks, jerk. The biggest backhanded compliment I think I ever got in indoor. So the one kid was really good. And he had already snuck a goal by me. Uh-huh. But two separate breakaways. 
I just brick wall him, right? Right. Just get huge, and he can't help it. He kicks it right into my chest. And by the second one, like, his teammates, like, his whole bench are just, like, cussing at him and just, like, you suck. Like, you were all alone. How are you going to let that dude do it to you twice? Yeah, and people don't get the small little, like, I'm starting into goalie talk. But, right, if I, I sit back. Goalie in, talk on Megacast. If I sit back in my net, you have a much bigger area and this and that. When oh, I man. come out and make myself big, like, if he was smart, he would have tried to nutmeg me. But Well, that sounds like a personal thing that we shouldn't get into. Uh, what do you guys call it in hockey? What's a nutmeg? You know, when you put it between somebody's legs. Oh, we go five hole. Yeah, you nutmeg them. That's funnier. Yeah. I like nutmegging. Because you could do it in the run of play, too. Like, you'll see Dempsey does it to dudes all the time. Since we're talking about sports, we haven't had a chance <laughs> to talk about this, but CM Punk actually competed in a real sport over the weekend. UFC. UFC. Was it 203? Two, two, 203. 203. You're on it. All right. I, I, I believe because I was following you on Twitter as well, unless you have an illegal feed that you were not f- kind enough to share with me, you dropped the 60 bucks like I, I did. I did. Dude, oh, you a, did too. I did. Nice. I wasn't planning on it. I honestly dropped it while uh, Faber's fight was going on. Like, I kept saying, no, no, no. I don't need to buy it. It's just, you know, I kept telling myself, this is not worth it, but I'm a wrestling fan and I love CM Punk. And I was like, man, I should watch this. And my wife is like, you're going to drop $60? And I'm like, Woman, I just dropped X amount of dollars on your new car. I could drop six. I didn't say that. I'm just kidding. Ted's looking at me like, wow, you really just gave no, it to No, I would have just been like, are you kidding me? What are those stupid candle holders? Oh, the freaking uh, glassy babies. You got a glassy baby? I can't watch a UFC fight. That's a good plan. I'm using that next time. Well, keep in mind, Steve, I'm not married. Oh, yeah. So, like, go easy on screaming, bitch, I got you a glassy baby. I can't watch a UFC fight. <laughs> and then I'm calling Ted. I'm like, hey, man, can I sleep on your couch? Yeah, can I come watch the fight and spend the night for like a week? <laughs> I'm bringing a glassy baby with I'm me. Gl- <laughs> right? In pieces. You're <laughs> kicking me out of this house. I'm taking your glassy baby. I can't imagine you ever being that mad. Never. But like, we, if, never, we never go to bed mad at each other, man. No, but yeah. if you threw out that comment, I think you got to go full board, walk out to that piece of concrete and smash that glassy baby. <laughs> Like, if you're going to go ahead and go full nuclear, go thermonuclear on them. All right, so you drop the money on the fight. So finally, I'm watching on Twitter, like, CM Punk's fight is next. And I'm like, babe, can I order it? She's like, yeah. go ahead, fine. Order it. Look, I know it went fast. The fight ended rather quick. He got his ass handed to him, as we all know. I also have to say, and it's 60 bucks. I, I do it more than I should. But man, you feel so gangster when you have that pay-per-view on in your own home. And plus then you kind of feel like you're in with all the, <laughs> this is such a sad seek of approval, but you feel like you're hanging with the cool kids on Twitter because they're all talking about it. And now oh, I yeah. can too. I'll be honest with you, the minute his music hit, Goosebump City all over my arms, and I'm like, I looked at my wife and I said, "Hun, worth every penny just for this moment. I'm with you, right? And the, I was totally against the CM Punk thing. I was just like, just as a fight fan. Just sure. Like, I get the purists. He has no chance, right? And you see with like Bellator and uh, Elite XC, like if you start going with kind of these freak shows, yep. you know, like like I, I watch the Bellator stuff with like Kimbo, RIP. but on the same token, the problem is it diminishes the good fighters they have. So if you just watch the freak shows, it kind of takes away from it. But I said, you know, CM Punk, I get it. This is a good call. So I was against it like the week of, I said, you know what? Screw Vince McMahon. Screw the WWE. Like I'm buying the hype. Yeah. This guy's got a chance. And then you're right. As awesome as it was when his music hit, when he got to the cage and stared around like a wrestler, I went, oh, he's going to get his ass beat. Dude, it's so funny you say that. <laughs> I had the exact same feeling. All that, like, what if, what if stuff, the minute he walked into the octagon, I'm like, and he's going to get his ass kicked. And you're right, man. I was like, 
F yeah, CM Punk. But when he stood there and looked around, I went, oh no, no, I don't think he got it. No. I don't think he took this serious. He, he kind of didn't look like a real fighter. Like he came in and I'm like, oh, especially when you're watching Mickey Gall, who looks like a, a pit bull and CM Punk's a piece of steak. And he's just chomping at the bit. I'm like, oh, this is not going to go well. It didn't go well. He only lasted two minutes. He got choked out. Joe Rogan put it best. At the end of the day, <laughs> punching this and that, Mickey Gall is a brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Here's Joe Rogan and what he said. <laughs> I, I got to say, I admire CM Punk for taking a chance. I really do. What he did was brave. It was courageous. But it was delusional. <laughs> Which I thought was just like, oh, not wrong. But probably not something that someone wants to hear about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's my feeling. There's a reason why brown belts don't compete with white belts in jiu-jitsu tournaments. Right. It's because it's not fair. And what we saw tonight is not fair. Yeah, I mean, and basically yeah, just thanks. went on about that. But I'm you're so right. glad you had that clip. Yeah. yeah. I got to give him credit, though. He got out of one of the chokeholds. And I, was, I, I thought it was funny because I'm watching all this go on. I'm like... Just get through the first round. Just get through the first round. And I'm seeing him yeah. just get mauled, as they said during the play-by-play. CM Punk is getting mauled, which I thought was just a great line. And I'm like, oh, the round's got to be over soon. And I look at the clock, and I'm like, oh, my God, we haven't even hit two minutes, and it's a five-minute round. He yeah. is not going to last I mean, at all. Three-minute rounds in boxing are long. I in mean, my- the longest thing you've ever done. But those five-minute rounds in UFC and MMA – Oh, my God, it's a lifetime. I know a lot of people are, like, giving him a hard time, like, oh, he got this handed to him. Sure. But you know what? You're telling me, like, for you, if the Sounders said, hey, we need you to play goalie. Yeah. Would you not do it even though you know you're right. in over your head? Obviously. I'm going to give it. up a bunch of goals. Right. <clears throat> Anyone who gives him a hard time, I'm like, then, then you don't have a winning spirit. Like, in my eyes, if you have a, an attitude that where you want to win, put me in a position where I'm playing, I'm, I'm competing, I'm working alongside the best of the best. Because otherwise, how else are you going to get better? And I mean, I don't know. I think I, I mean the guy's got a personality. Have him, he's going to keep training. I mean, he was already training jujitsu. Have him be a commentator. I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden he he shows up at like random casinos doing amateur fights. I think I yeah. think he obviously the money is not the issue. He's he's set for life because of what he's accomplished in his career. This is about something that's important to him. It doesn't matter what the stage is. He's going to want to perform. I'm going to talk to Hal Quest. Super Fight League America. Bring him to the Northwest. Punk. Yes. All right, when we get back, <laughs> we we're, we're a couple minutes away. Right. Kirk Hammett from Metallica is going to be joining us. The Megacast will return. Ted and Steve will pull your strings. Whatever that means. The Megacast will be back. Big news with the iPhone 7 is that there's no headphone jack. But get ready, because Apple is about to get rid of so much more. Introducing the iPhone 7 with no numeric keypad. You won't know who you're calling. Hello? Or who's calling you. Hello? There's also the new iPhone 7 SE with no touchscreen and a version of Siri with zero artificial intelligence. Just smack it against your head in frustration. 
Of course I can help you with that, Dr. Broccoli Face Nuts. The new iPhone 7s from Apple. Makers of the new numeric keypad app, touchscreen app, and Siri app. All available in the App Store for $99.95 each. These guys are the kings of podcasting. The Megacast is back. All the ones you waste. All the things you take. And it all crashes down. And you break your crown. And you put your brain up. But there's no one around. Just one, one thing. Just to play the That's right, Ted. We are the kings of podcasting, especially oh, yeah. when I remember to turn our microphones on. Yeah, the kings of podcasting. So Kirk Hammett, just a couple minutes away from calling us. Hopefully we have time. Obviously, we're going to talk to him about the new album, which is uh, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. That's coming out in November. They've got this book that's also out that just, I mean, it looks really interesting. It's all about the the the, the era during Master of Puppets, like a bunch of pictures, a bunch of stories. So. Yeah. But I hope we have enough time, and I don't know how long we get with the dude, but I hope we have enough time to talk about this video that is spreading like crazy on the internet. Uh, Ted and I watched it before we started the Megacast. Pretty awesome. We were just screwing around, watching some videos, and then you get down, you know, the YouTube uh, wormhole, or whatever they call it. Uh, It's a wormhole. Yeah. And we just start watching other videos and other videos. And one that came up with these kids, and I'm sure you've seen these before, some people that are listening right now, but maybe you haven't. And if you haven't seen the Metallica one, maybe it's not often that we ask you to pause our show because there's nothing else out there that's as good as this. But maybe this is that one opportunity where pause the show for a second and watch this video because the whole video... And if video, you're on the treadmill, be careful as you're pausing and watching this video. I don't want you falling off that thing right now. Right, right, exactly, because, you know, we're just so awesome. <laughs> Dude, you uh, ever seen somebody fall on the treadmill at the gym? No. I've almost I've only done seen, it. I've only seen videos. I've almost done it, and I've seen somebody do it once. And the dude was super fit. He just... I don't, he just like missed a step or something. It yeah. was so awkward. I've kind of almost stumbled on the elliptical. Cause my, All right. Have you ever had that moment where you start thinking about how weird it is that your legs do what they do and then your, your, your leg buckles? Yeah. Well, I did that while I was on the elliptical and my wife was right next to me. She almost fell off the treadmill because she was laughing at me so hard. Yeah, I used to do like the intervals where I would uh-huh. turn up the treadmill real fast, like sprinting. <laughs> so then I would just like lift up and then as my feet would hit the ground, I'd have to start running. Uh-huh. But... That first step you put down, man, I almost took a tumble a few times. Ooh. Have you seen that video, <laughs> speaking of crazy videos on the internet, have you seen the video where that now someone's on the treadmill and this is a way of torturing people? You put Lego pieces on the treadmill and they have to run while they're throwing Lego pieces on the Jesus. treadmill? Jesus. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> but to talk about Metallica. All right. So there's videos out there. They've been doing these series where basically they expose kids of like varying ages, but mostly like, you know, what would you say? Like seven years old all the way up to like seven 12. Like 12. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Some of the kids seem a little more mature. And they'll play like music that is not from their generation or not usually in their wheelhouse and get their reaction. Because, I mean, kids are definitely unfiltered more so than adults. They don't, sure. They don't care about what they say as far as opinions as much as like we do. So they did it with Metallica. They focused on the new song Hardwired, and the opinion of some of these kids is just priceless. And we, we, yeah. we've got a clip. We'll just give you a taste. But if you have a chance to watch the whole piece, it's freaking hilarious. I'm guessing this is like the Rolling Stones or something. I don't know. 
doesn't make any sense. I'm so confused. I would totally buy this song. <laughs> like, it gets you in the zone. And that's the one kid, if, when you watch it, this girl, like, it's 100% getting what Metallica's throwing down. Oh, she's down. in. The rest of them, some of them are, like, digging it, but she truly is getting the essence that is Metallica. I think this classified as music. Yeah, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one more. Can I understand what they're saying? I have no idea what you are saying. God, it won't stop. That kid. That kid. He was pissing us off. Oh, yeah. Because the whole time he's just like, they're terrible. I don't like it when he yells. It's okay when he sings, but I don't want to listen to this. Yeah, he's not a fan. Ugh. It's hard to believe that people actually listen to that. It's just... I didn't hear a single word that they said. Now I know how my dad thinks about Lil Wayne. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, look, dude, looks like the phone's ringing, so... Boom, well-timed. Wow. Kirk! Hey, what's happening? Not much. How are you, man? Good, good. I'm just uh, hanging out here at the studio uh, waiting to start. Are you guys in the studio just kind of like finishing stuff up for the record? We're in there rehearsing, uh, getting getting songs together, you know, uh, getting new songs together. Because I was going to say, I mean, if you want to hit play and we can, like, listen to some of the songs, we'd be totally down with that. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for exclusive. (laughs) It's time to break it. We'll play it over the phone. It's going to be the best thing. It's this new lo-fi Metallica record. That's funny. Well, man, I, there's so much to talk to you about, and, and just the excitement as Metallica fans, I mean, I'm sure you're hearing it quite a bit, just the, the enthusiasm and just, I mean, well, first of all, I, it was crazy because you guys announced, oh, we have a record coming out, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome, that's great news, and oh, here's here's the first single from the record, and then I didn't even know this was uh, like something that was going to happen, and then you hit play, and you're just like, holy smokes, it's like, the only way I could describe it, it's, it just feels like you guys just came out and just kicked us all on the balls and just said, hey, we're back. And it's awesome. <laughs> right on. That's kind of the intention. <laughs> and you guys also have uh, this this book, Back to the Front, which is this, uh, I, I just ordered it because I'm, uh, I am looked at it, I'm like, I can't even, I, I, I need to get this. I need to have this in my hands. And it's because I'm such a big fan of Master of Puppets. And it's a, it's a book that's just dedicated to that time to celebrate the 30-year anniversary of the record. I was curious for you guys, what was the decision behind that? Did you just feel like, you know what? That record means so much to us. I know it means so much to the, the fans. We should do something cool to, to commemorate the 30-year anniversary. What had happened was my friend had sent me this book that this guy had did about the movie Jaws, right? Yeah. And this book was, was the most amazing, thorough, complete, comprehensive book on the movie that I've ever seen. This guy went to Martha's Vineyard, you know, interviewed a bunch of people, gathered a bunch of personal photographs. And as I was looking through this book, I, was, uh, I thought, wow, this is just the most incredible thing. And I called my friend back, and I, and I said, man, this book is amazing. And my, my friend said, that's good, because the author wants to do a book about Master Puppet. And I thought, what a great idea. So I told my friend, send out three more Jaws books so I could uh, show them to the other guys in the band and, and you know, tell them that this guy is interested uh, in, in doing a book on Master of Puppets. The books arrived, they saw what a thorough job this guy had done, and it was pretty much, you know, a go, a go for it from, from that point on. Oh, wow. That, that sounds, that's awesome. Yeah, that just sounds incredible to me. Yeah. What, what part of the book for you was just like, either it could be like something like, yeah, I don't even remember that, or a moment where you're like, man, I'm so glad that this is in the book. Like, is there a certain... Well, you know, the, the interesting thing is, 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 is that it's, it chronicles the years 1985, 1986. I mean, it's almost, you know, day by day, week by week. 
And, you know, I love that aspect of it. He was able to, like, you know, fill out the book to such an extent that, that it's almost day by day. And for me, and for someone who just doesn't have a, a, a lot of, a, a lot of you know, great uh, 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 powers of re- recollection, or in other words, you know, it's hard to remember. <laughs> that was the nicest way I've heard that put. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, for me, it's great because it fills in the blanks of my own, own memory banks. I can go to the book and see certain, like, personal pictures or photos, you know, from, you know, a certain place, and it'll jog my memory, and I'll think, oh, yeah, great. And for me, that's great because now I don't have to worry about trying to remember the years 1985, 1986, because <laughs> it's all up there on paper for, <laughs> for me to remember. I got to ask, is it, was there any yeah. moments that, that were relived or retold to you where you kind of like went, oh, man, I forgot about that, or I don't know, like an ex-girlfriend well, or something? Know, it's mostly the cliff memories, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because it, 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 he's been, it's been so long now, and, and, and like... You know, those memories are still pretty strong. I think it's a, a I think I was kind of like a, a surprised at how much all that just really, really feels to me, you know? Yeah. The sentiment of Cliff, you know, the memories of Cliff are still super, super strong. I mean, and that's just another thing I keep on thinking about. You know, I see pictures of him and I standing there, and I look at that picture, and I think, okay... That was on the Aussie tour, and that was, you know, after we got back from from uh, uh, looking for Mexican food in, in, in Denver, Colorado, you know, because he was obsessed with Mexican food, and we, we, we were always looking for it. What was his uh, Mexican and dish so, of choice? Was he a tamales, burrito, taco? Because I'm a tamales guy, and I always love talking Mexican food with people. Yeah, yeah, you know, he was really into... Enchiladas, you know, hotter the better. That's awesome. I got to say, I watched the video where you guys uh, presented the book uh, to his pops, and I thought that was just such a, I mean, what what a great thing for him to have in his hands to be able to see. I mean, that that, that goes way beyond the musical part, and that's just such a cool, real thing. I remember just sitting there watching that video and just being like, in silence after I watched it, just like, oh, man. That had to have been so awesome for him that you guys made made it a point to make sure that he got a copy of the book to see it, to be able to see, to, to, to go back down memory lane for his kid. Well, you know, all, all, all of us being fathers ourselves, we kind of like, you know, have a feeling of how that might feel to him being, you know, Chris's father. So it's just one of the things that just needed to happen, you know? <laughs> this is a silly question because you mentioned that you're all dads. I know you have some kids and uh, Ted and I were just sitting around, just going through some stuff online, just screwing around. And we came across, I don't know if you've come across this video of these that they played the music of Metallica to a, a group of children like kids anywhere from like six years old to 12 years old oh yeah what did you oh, think yeah. about that? we were dying like so I many kids say, I loved it when that one kid said when is it gonna stop <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the kid me and Steve were like I can't stand this kid man like listen to Metallica yeah <laughs> I mean, it's like, there's the times when I felt that. When is it going to stop? <laughs> you know, one part, I wonder, has James heard the one part where he's like, I like it when he sings, but when he screams, I'm out. I have to like, yeah, it looks like they're sitting on a, a prison bench. You know, that, that was, that was out of that left field for me. I was like, whoa, where did that come from? Well, you know what, what really just, what really, what really just like made me think after, you know, watching this, 
was the one kid who kept on saying, this sounds so familiar. <laughs> and I just love that because, you know, maybe he, he heard heard some, uh, uh, you know, Metallica music as an infant or as a toddler or something. Right. And in the back of his mind and in his subconscious, and he, he was struggling with it. And, and that, that kid is actually my favorite because not only were we a reaction for him, but we were also, you know, a bit confusing for him, too. And I just love that aspect. I, I'd love to get your opinion also on this because I know I, it brought me back to being a kid. And, and I remember when uh, my dad and I, we would drive around a lot and it would always be an argument on what we listened to. And for the most part, I would have to listen to jazz, which was cool, and like Frank Sinatra and stuff like that. And finally, he's like, you know what? I'll let you be in control of the stereo this time. Play whatever cassette you want to play. And I popped in uh, Injustice for All. Fully thinking my dad is going to hit stop and be like, get out of the car, because he just didn't understand heavy metal. He's listening to it, and he's just like, this one I like. And I was like, whoa, this is awesome. I'm finally bonding with my pops over music. It was so cool that like we could see eye to eye, and you being a dad, and I'm sure your kids want to play their music. Is there is there music that they're digging that you can see eye to eye with that would surprise some people? Well, the, the music that they listen to. My eight-year-old loves Motorhead and the death band Sweet. Yeah, and then he, he asked me, he said, Dad, why are all the best bands British? And I, I turned, <laughs> turned to him and gave him a big thumbs up. And I said, <laughs> you know, that's a good question, son. But just remember, that band is not British. <laughs> <laughs> we play there, but we're not British. We actually have to jump if uh, you guys don't mind uh, wrapping up. Okay, yeah, yeah no yeah. problem. Uh, just yeah. w- one last quick thing, because I, I mean, I know a lot of Metallica fans are listening, yeah. and Hardwired to Self-Destruct, it's coming out November 18th. I was just curious, because I, I heard that you lost uh, your phone, which had a bunch of the ideas. Was that devastating, or did that kind of like force you to kind of come up with new ideas like what like that would just trip me out that you've been working on all these songs and then you're like oh man i lost the phone that has all the song ideas it was devastating for me let's just say that i had to start at at zero again while everyone else had material for songs by the time i i I got you know a few uh, ideas flowing and, and kind of formed you know most of the songs were already written and so I was just, I was just, I had to think to myself, okay, I have stuff, but it looks like it's going to probably make it onto the next album. But having said that, you know, the songs are on, on this album, they came, they, you know, they came together over a period of time, about a year, a year and a half. And they're totally like group orientated, sort of like, you know, songs that, 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 uh, that, that uh, are kind of like a natural uh, progression from, Death magnetic, but more groove oriented. You know, not as progressive as death magnetic. Totally awesome getting to talk to you, and I can't wait for the record, and I can't wait for the book to show up in my mailbox. Uh, And and congrats to you guys, and and thanks so much for giving us a call. Yeah, thanks, Kirk. Cheers, bro. Take care. Ted, I want to talk about something because, man, I've got Actually, you are aware of the story. I became that guy in the office. Oh, yeah. Yesterday? Yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah, all right. (laughs) People were still talking about it like 6.30. I can't believe I became that guy. Yeah. The guy that everybody hates in the office, I was that guy yesterday. There's a lot of rules in an office space. I There's one them. cardinal one that like you don't think about, and as soon as we talk about it, it'll make sense. Yeah, I mean, it, basically, I took that rule, and I gave it the middle finger. Yeah. And I didn't mean to. You destroyed it. I did. I'm going to stop. But the yeah. Megacast will be back, and we'll talk about that. This better be for whom the bell tolls, and not hell's bells. 
adieu. It's Metallica. The mega cast will be back. Bring on dawn, all is gone except the will to be. Now they see what will be blinded eyes to see. dating sites that are dominated by people genuinely interested in a real relationship? Well, now there's a dating site for people who are ironically looking for love. Hipstersonly.com Hey, I don't hate your courier bag and garbage pail kids lunchbox. Yeah, I don't hate your Space Invaders t-shirt and soda jerk mustache. Find that special someone who understands the contradiction of your wardrobe. Hey, did you hear that new song from Interpol? Yeah, I actually heard it on the radio the other day, so I don't like it anymore. Oh, then I don't like it anymore either. Share that tall boy PBR. For dinner, we could go to that farm to fork place downtown. Or we could just dumpster dive behind Whole Foods. I don't hate that you're environmentally conscious, but that seems like a statement. Hipstersonly.com Do you want to have sex? Yeah, but I don't want it to deepen our relationship. Me neither. You don't have to be ironically lonely at hipstersonly.com Stop running from that mega hug. The mega cast is back. One of my all-time favorite Metallica songs. Yeah. Kill them all, baby. Seek and destroy. Yeah, my voice is kind of hurting, though, man. I'd say, yeah. I carry that interview, dude. I'm asking all the questions. I'm very proud of you, Ted. You got a question in. (laughs) We should do that in the future. A contest. Maybe. Guess how many questions Ted's going to get in on an interview. What's the over-under? Two, three, what do you think? (laughs) Like... So it's funny, like on the men's room, like my, I, Miles and Thrill, honestly, to me, are some of the best interviewers I've ever seen. They do a great they job. They do a great Absolutely. job. 100% so a lot agree. of times in the studio, I just kind of back away and just go, you know, because a conversation works with three people. Right. But then today I caught myself doing, I was like, I'm just looking at you going, that's a good question. I was like, God damn it, ask a question. <laughs> like you're in here. T- I think you mainly just hear me going, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a few moments that you, as we mentioned right before we came left for the break that, uh, you know, there's some instances where because of that weird delay... But I'm like looking at Ted, I'm like, I don't want to keep being like, I don't want to have him feel like I'm dominating the interview, but I'm looking at Ted and Ted's just smiling, like, he's just in the, he's just like enjoying the ride. Yeah, I was like, this is a great interview. Great work. <laughs> <laughs> what, did I, what did I say to you during this last commercial break? Like, yeah, of course the footage reminds him of like his old friend in the band. And I go, oh, what are you really, bad stuff? Like an ex-girlfriend? Like, no, stupid. No. Like his friend that was in the band and passed away. His good friend and one fourth of a powerful metal band <laughs> died during that that era. <laughs> Tell me about your ex-girlfriend. Right. Dude, whatever. I mean, we're talking the about- talking about his kids. He's probably in a happy relationship. 
Speaking of kids, that was awesome that we did wind up talking about. I love the fact that he watched that video, the kids. And that he liked the kid that we hate. Yeah, he loved the kid that hated his band, and we were like, I'm ready to fight that kid. I think I literally said, I will punch that kid. You did. (laughs) As a joke. (laughs) No, Ted wasn't joking. He actually punched my computer monitor while the kid's face was on there. Yeah. Which is... (laughs) That's the wrong reaction. I'm delaying the inevitable. As I mentioned right before we went to our commercial break, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I became that guy here at KISW. Yep. I became that guy in the workplace. This is not a radio station that guy thing. This is a workplace that guy thing. Ted, I'm going to leave it in your hands. All right. So any workplace outside of maybe like a construction site outside, but if you're working indoors, <clears throat> There's certain lines you don't cross in an office, but to me, one of the cardinal rules is you don't microwave fish at work. Now, look, here at KSW, it happens a lot, but Hair Club does it. Hair Club's our boss. Can't give him a hard time. Right, so we can't give him a super hard time, and generally when you smell it, it's like, oh, Hair Club cooked fish again. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, I get out of the studio, and I get a whiff of it, and I'm like, smells like somebody's microwaving fish. And there's Steve, almost blushing. Like, I left it in there too long. I didn't mean to. And it's like, I go, are you microwaving fish? Yes, I am. God damn it, Steve. We cooked salmon over the weekend. Well, And I was like, oh, yeah, we, I, I, I want to buy a pound of uh, a pound piece of like a filet okay. of salmon. And my wife's vegan, so she doesn't eat. But I, I still in my head was buying enough for two. Yeah. So we cooked it. And she's like, well, you can just have it for lunch. I'm like, awesome. In my head, I'm, that day... Yesterday, I was like, I'm just going to eat it cold. I like cold salmon. I think it's delicious, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, but there's some nice blue-looking potatoes in here, and I kind of want those to be warm. So I'm like, I ah, like those blue potatoes. So good. Yeah. I'm like, F it. I'll throw it in the microwave just for like a minute, warm things up. I'll- so you knew you shouldn't be microwaving fish at work. Right. But I was, pl- I was on the edge. I was on the edge, Ted. I All felt right. like I could do enough where it wouldn't stink up the office place. Hmm. Then, stupid Steve, who sees a bird. Oh, a bird. I'm going to go walk around. I put it in the microwave, and I'm like, I'm going to go run to the bathroom, go pee, and get back in time to pull it out of the microwave. I know I could make this happen quick. So you set the timer for longer than you wanted it in Yeah, I set it for two and a half minutes. I don't understand that, Steve. Because that's what I always do when I cook anything else. It was just a psychological thing. Two and a half minutes? Yeah, I just do that. Two and a half minutes cooks the crap out of anything in a microwave. That microwave's not that good. Two and a half minutes doesn't always do the job. All right, all right, that's fair. I'll listen to this argument. But you did state, I'll cook it for a minute, mm-hmm. and you set it for two and a half and went to the bed and, and left. I got bored waiting. So I was like, I'm going to just knock this out while it's cooking. I go to the bathroom quickly. I come back in. Our Destiny, who works at the front desk. Yeah. She's like, oh, those are cool shoes. I'm wearing these flowery- They are great shoes. Right. And I'm very proud and also very, um, I guess, insecure about them because- it's not often that I'm wearing shoes with pink flowers on them, but I yeah. was like, I like them. I'm going to try and rock them. And so far, the response has been overwhelmingly positive, including Destiny. So then we started talking about the shoes, and I started telling her about, oh, they also make ones that look like pepperoni pizza. They also make ones that look like the cork on a wine bottle. And I'm showing her where it is on the website. And then it hit me like, oh, crap, my food. So I run back down the hall, and as I'm walking down the hall, I hear everybody talking. Salmon. I hear salmon this, salmon that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. And then I smell it. And I don't have a very good sense of smell. So for right. me to smell it, <laughs> right? that means this salmon is stinking up the joint. Now, in all honesty, it doesn't really bug, bug me too much. 
But it was just fun to mess with you because everybody's like, what is that smell? Oh, yeah, everybody. It was the talk of the office. And now I'm in the kitchen. I'm like, just grab it and get the hell out. Because I heard somebody mention Hair Club. I'm like, oh, I could get out of here and have people think it's him? Awesome. Yeah. And then I run into you and I run into Mike from your show and you're both looking at me and I'm like, and I'm, I'm caught... Well, pink-handed because it's happening. Pink-handed. <laughs> and I'm like, it was me. I know. I'm that guy. And now other people are talking, and I hear, oh, Salmon, Migs, Salmon. I'm like, great. I'm that yeah. guy. After I got off the air at 6, I'm walking down the hall, and Leah, who works here, mm-hmm. likes uh, tuna melt, right? Yes. So there was, there was a whole conversation about cooking fish, and I just I walked down the hallway, and I hear her going, I'm just melting cheese on top of this tuna fish. The smell you hate is when people actually cook fish here. And I was like, damn, they're still talking about Migs cooking that salmon. Like, it had been like four hours later. That's about four and a half hours after the fact, yeah. (coughs) Damn it. Yeah, man. I see this story, uh, and it says, don't be that guy. Office break room etiquette. And, well, okay, here's some of them. All right. Don't eat other people's food. Yes. It says, it shouldn't have to be said. Don't touch other people's food. What are you, in kindergarten? Label things for a couple of reasons. A, to let everybody else know it's your food. And B, maybe put a date on it. That way you know to throw it away at some point. Yeah. Uh, Next thing, pick up after yourself. Yeah, I'd like for people to learn that over the weekends. Every time I come in Monday morning, the sink is filled with about 30 coffee cups. I, I don't understand that. It feels like, what do we have, three people that work over the weekends? Do they just each use have 10 cups of coffee and use a different cup each time? Right. It's and unbelievable. we've well established that I am a slob. But at work, you have to keep it clean. It's not your home. It's not your choice. Right. And here's the one that hurts. There are certain things you don't heat up. When it comes to an office break room, there are considerate people that don't heat up seafood. And then there are monsters. <laughs> Seriously. The smell does not go away. Please. We're begging you. Keep the leftover salmon at home. Salmon. They called you out exactly. This article that was written about a year ago knew me before I even knew me. You know what I'll do next week? Because I got your back, homie. I'll microwave a bunch of broccoli in there. And I'm going to cook some popcorn and burn it. Oh, stick it to them. Yeah. What are you guys eating? Broccoli, salmon, and burnt popcorn. <laughs> the new dish. Imagine that turns into like the new like bulletproof diet. <laughs> No, no, no. It's got to be burnt popcorn. Instead of insanity, it's called stupidity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Want to look great, feel fit, and stink like hell? You want your office workers to hate you while you're shredded? Right. Try stupidity. You want to zap all the nutrients out? Eat microwave salmon and broccoli. And don't forget to post about it on Facebook every three hours. <laughs> With long stories about how your life has changed because of stupidity. Yeah. Where'd you hear about this? Oh, Disciples of Fun. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's what they do. Those kings of podcasting, they told me what to do. Kings of podcasting. And then I'm on Reddit, because that's just what I do, because I want a misery less company. I can't imagine. Reddit's got to be brutal on people that cook and salmon at work. Yeah, this is, no, this is mostly all about, like, that guy in the office. All right. And and people sharing stories. And this is not just all about kitchen stuff. Of course, that shows up in here a lot, the salmon one. Uh, Reply all to company-wide emails with things like, that's great news. Ha ha. I hate when people do that. But then you're in a weird dilemma. Do you respond? Because people will do that. Can people stop replying all to this comment? And then someone's got to be like, well, you just Just replied replied all. Another person says- Dude, I like it when somebody, they're having a couple weeks over here, somebody hit reply all. 
with like some personal info, like money issues. Yeah, and it was like, oh, like I, I mean, I, I sent him an email right away. Like, you know, you hit reply all. I don't know if you could take that back, but it's like <laughs> that. Just it looked bad. And one of our coworkers replied all to that reply all, and just wrote reply all, ha ha. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> nice way to make it burn more. Keep it classy. I like this one. There's someone who likes to sit at her computer and laugh loud enough so that you have to ask, what's so funny? And won't stop laughing until someone acknowledges her. Man, I've, I've, I've dealt with people like that where they're sitting by the computer and they're going, <laughs> and I'm like, ignore them, ignore them. And then they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, Dude, okay, what is so funny? Just tell me. Like, stop laughing. Just I, tell I us. I don't what's understand funny. that. I do it all the time. If I somebody wants, if I find something funny, like, hey man, you got to watch this video. But yeah, just the sitting there laughing. Yeah, and then of course the person who uses the speakerphone for everything. Ugh. There's a lot of other ones, but of course we're running out of time. We have we need to go back and cook our broccoli, our popcorn, and our salmon. And Burnt popcorn. And, and we have a few emails we got to reply all to. Oh yeah. And I got a couple funny emails that I want you to just laugh about and not tell anyone. All right. All right. So for all of you out there. Enjoy stupidity, the greatest workout stupidity. known to man. Thank you to Kirk Hammett. And of course, speaking of Metallica, time to get 10. Thank you for listening. Find us on Twitter at the Megacast. I feel like I got to listen to some more Metallica. Oh, I've been on a Metallica Maca- Metallica kick nice. since I found out that we were going to talk to Kirk. Oh, excellent. So I'm going to keep it going, baby. Do it, man. Yeah, maybe ride the lightning today. I like that. Yeah. All summer long, all we do is win. Fall time, Metallica. All of our push-ups until the album comes out in November. Boom, Metallica. Let's get 10. Watch that too. Watch that Didn't look at the pube this time, Ted. <laughs> That's right. what she said? <laughs> <laughs>